from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria back here with you. Always brought to you by Food City and Carmen. We've made it to November. That means a couple things. Postseason is starting. And basketball season is here. Yeah, here we are. I mean, it's it's an exciting week on the campus of the university. We've got our homecoming festivities. Man, we are jam-packed. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But, yeah, it's an exciting time of year. The weather's getting a little bit colder. If you're here in the uh, southeast Tennessee uh, area, it felt uh, pretty cold this morning when you woke up. So, yeah, it's basketball season. Here we go. The Lady Flames will take on Maryville College in their exhibition game at homecoming. The men will take on Covenant College. We'll have the whole schedule for you. There's a lot. It might take us about 10 minutes to get through all of it coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, get your sleep now, right? Uh, It'll be a fun weekend, but we won't get much sleep. But, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of our teams competing and in action this weekend. So, a lot to look forward to. The Lady Flames were picked to finish second in the Gulf South Conference preseason poll. Mallory Hampton was on the preseason All-GSE team. The men's team was picked to finish fifth with Beyon Hendricks on the all preseason uh, GSC team. So good representation for the Flames and Lady Flames. Yeah, I mean, preseason polls are what they are, right? I mean, you look at them and, uh, you know, you got the coaches vote on them and it uh, certainly doesn't tell the whole story. You got to go out there and play the games. But I think uh, a deserving spot for our ladies, they're certainly uh, one of the top two teams in the GSC. They have been for the last several years. And so, uh, you know, it should be another dogfight. Uh, you know, the, the usual suspects are up there with Union and in the top spot and then uh, of course Valdosta State West Florida uh, right behind us so it should be a great uh, great GSC season once again and then on the men's side yeah I think there's a lot of balance there in those top five six teams I mean uh, I think either you know any one of those teams could certainly uh, be the champion in the end so you know preseason polls are fun they're fun to look at and all that stuff but you got to play the game and that's what matters most. Our guest today is on the Lady Flames basketball team. She's been with us for a couple of years, but has not been able to play a game yet. I know she's itching to play, and that's Kara Williams. Kara, welcome to the Burnout Podcast. Thank you for having me. How hard has it been the last two years to not be able to play? Well, one year you redshirted, and last year you got hurt. So how hard has it been not being able to play after playing it so much in high school? Oh, it's been so hard. Like, I can't even describe it, and I can't wait to play. Like, I have no words. <laughs> so take us through that uh, process because if, if you're not a former athlete, sometimes it's hard to, to, to really put yourself in that position and just not, not just the physical toll of having to rehab and all of that, but the mental toll because I think you had, what was it, both knees? That, no, it was the same the knee same twice. Knee, the yes. same knee twice where you had to have surgery and it was mm-hmm. one of those where you just, you come back and then you have to come back again. How were you able to do that mentally and physically? Honestly, just my teammates and my family and friends, they got me through it a lot and through a lot of prayer and Everything happens for a reason, so, I mean, it was really hard mentally and physically and emotionally a lot, but I had a really good support system around me, and it was, they made it a lot easier, and now I've gotten through it, through the hard part, and now it's just time to get back, so. So what's that feeling going to be like for you when you're running out of locker room on Saturday? (laughs) I don't even know. I I don't know. I'm just so excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. When you look at your teammates, you've got you've been close with a couple of the sophomores now, with like Haley and Anna. They're now technically two years ahead of you on the court. How have you guys kind of melded together and kind of worked together? Because Anna got hurt as well last mm-hmm. year in December. So how have you two kind of rehabbed together? Um, well, we all live together. Me, Haley, and Anna, we're the best of friends, and I'm so thankful for them. And um, me and Anna just really helped each other through it last year. Like we were obviously both going through a tough time, but 
um, it was good to have each other through that. And now we're just both excited to be back and be together. And I love being on the floor with her and also with Haley as well. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys have a veteran team. How excited are you to kind of get in there? Because you've been a part of this team, mm -hmm. obviously, but now in, in, in a much bigger role being on the court. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you've been a part of this team. So you're in a kind of a veteran role, yeah. even though you haven't been on the court. Yeah. And so uh, it's got to be exciting for you guys to be able to take that next step to go mm -hmm. from young players to now, okay, let's get out there and be the leaders on the court. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, it's weird because we're a completely different team, but at the same time, we've all been together for a long time. And yeah. Uh, this summer we got the chance to actually get closer with the freshmen when we went on our Dominican trip. So it seems like we've all known each other for a really long time, and I think it'll be a great season. We have really good chemistry, and I'm really excited about it. So. You mentioned that Dominican trip. You guys did that back in July. Mm -hmm. Talk about what was the process of while you were there. Was it just to play games? Was it to work with kids? Was a little bit of both. Talk to people about what you guys were doing there. It was a little bit of everything. I mean, we went down there. We played a couple games, but that wasn't what it was about. I mean, we got to play against their national team, their uh, junior national team, and it was awesome. But the main reason we went down there was just to fellowship and spread the word and help out down there a little bit. We went to a couple orphanages, and I think that was my favorite part of all of it. We got to um, play with little kids, and we didn't even speak their language, but it was just awesome to be able to connect with them and stuff like that. But, yeah, we did a lot of different stuff, and – Got to play a couple games while we were down there, which obviously I didn't get to play, but it was still really cool, great experience. So, yeah. Yeah, talk a little bit about that because I think one of the things that that makes Lee unique is just that the, the faith aspect and how important that is, and obviously that's mm -hmm. so important to you. And so, what did it mean to you to be able to to come to a school and not only play college ball and play it at a high level, but to be able to, uh, you know, wear your faith on your sleeve and be able to really express that on these missions trips and just in how you carry yourself as a team. Oh, I'm so thankful that I go to a school where I can do something like that. Like, that's one of the main reasons that I chose to come to Lee. Like, I really wanted to go to a school that really valued faith, and it was a Christian private school where we got to do things like that. And I'm really thankful that we got to go on that trip. I've never even been out of the country before, so wow. I never even – I had no idea what to expect, and I thought that was an insane experience, and I'm really thankful for it. And I'm thankful that this school is that way. So. Were there any surprises on the trip in terms of like, culture things that were different? Because you're still in the Western Hemisphere, but of course it's a, it's a different country. Anything that really kind of surprised you or stood out to you? Um, my first impression was that it was really hot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was so hot. Um, but culture-wise, um, they were just so kind. I really had no expectations going into it, but they were some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Like even the people who didn't speak my language, like they were just so kind and so welcoming and that's what we all talked about was like how they were like they are a pretty povertyized country and but they were so happy and they were just so thankful that we were there with them they were so just welcoming and kind and I just thought that was awesome so. Yeah, really cool experience, and, and, and all of our students here at Lee get to experience that through Global Perspectives. One of the unique things about our athletic teams is you guys get to do that as a mm -hmm. team, which I think is just a, a really extra dynamic to that. Okay, take us through the team. You mentioned you've got close mm -hmm. friends on the team. So um, who is the person on the team that's going to make everybody laugh? Who, who is that go-to person? <laughs> I don't want to admit it because she's going to gloat about it, but Anna Mahonen. Okay. Uh, yeah, my roommate. I thought you might say that. She yeah. seems to have that personality. Yeah, Um. Yeah, she's awesome. She can make anybody laugh in any moment at all. So, yeah. And then also my sister's on the team now, Mila Williams, and she's a freshman. And 
we have the same sense of humor. We have that sister connection. Yeah, so, that's you know, pretty cool. she can make me laugh at any given moment too. So, yeah. Yeah, we talked uh, we talked off the air about, you know, did, was it hard to recruit her? It seemed <laughs> like it uh, she relished the opportunity to maybe come back and play oh, with you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We're both excited about that, about being reunited. So, yeah. Great. What's that dynamic been on the practice court with your sister? Because you played in high school together, obviously, mm-hmm. but now it's on the college courts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always that love-hate relationship. You know how it is, <laughs> like that sister love-hate. But it's awesome. I mean, I love her. She's my best friend, built-in best friend. So it's been really fun. And we talked about the player on the team that makes everybody laugh. Who's the hardest player to get to crack a smile? Or who's like the ultra-serious player? Is there one oh. on the team that fits into that category? Or? Honestly, I don't think that we have one. I think <laughs> all of, we can be, I think all of us can be serious when we have to be. Sure. But, you know, all of us can – we can make each other laugh for sure. And we think that's important to, you know, have that chemistry off the floor and on the floor to be able to, like, break through that and make each other smile and laugh through pain or through the – Fun, whatever. So, Take us through playing for Coach Marty Rowe. Obviously, Coach Rowe is a legend around here. Mm-hmm. He's been here forever, had so much success. And he's, uh, to me, just such a unique blend because you mm-hmm. won't find any more intense person oh, when yeah. it comes to winning and competing and doing things in the right way. But also, you won't find anybody that cares for mm-hmm. his players more. So uh, take me through that dynamic. It's almost like a Tom Izzo dynamic, if mm-hmm. I could use a men's basketball analogy. And his players love him at Michigan State. There's mm-hmm. the fiery side of him. But oh, then, yeah. so how, how's it been playing for Coach Rowe? I mean, it's been awesome. I played for my dad in high school. Yeah, and honestly, right. And my dad was, obviously, there was that love-hate, same thing. <laughs> but And I feel like Coach Rowe is the same way. Like, he literally cares for me like a father figure, mm-hmm. the same way for everyone else. And, like, yeah, he can get after you and he can light a fire in you. But um, out off the floor and on the floor, he cares about you, not just as a player, but as a person. Yeah. And we're all really thankful for him. He's awesome. Who do you think is the most competitive person off the court? You guys play games as a team or hanging out. Who's the most competitive off the court? I think Haley Johnson is the most competitive person. She gets so (laughs) mad, so mad. Like yesterday we had a little Halloween practice and we played a couple games and stuff, and she was just fired up the whole time. (laughs) And you wouldn't know that about her, but she is so competitive. Yeah. I hate to throw Haley under the bus. So, <laughs> Haley, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But it was just something that when you said Haley, it brought it to mm-hmm. my mind. So, last year, and Carrie, you were there, but you weren't able to participate. Mm-hmm. But uh, the women's basketball team did a team building at Orange Theory Fitness. That's mm-hmm. where I go to work out. So, it's this class. It's high-intensity okay. interval training. So, uh, <laughs> Coach Rowe invited me. So, I, I did the class with, with the team, and it was great. And so, I was on a treadmill oh my God. next to Haley. And, I mean – you know, they there's this all out time, and so they say, "All right, go all out." And so mm-hmm. then you got to, you know, put the go on a fast mode on the treadmill. And she like I think tripped on her shoelace or something, and just like yes. fell down and yes. like got herself back up real quick. So. Yes, I remember that uh, so much. Oh she my just gosh. started laughing. I was like, "Oh, yes. it's all right." <laughs> she had no up. words, and that she's still. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious! <laughs> I remember that. So Haley, I, I hate to do that. To you. It, just <laughs> up, it just stuck with me. It was pretty good. It's yeah. a pretty good moment. Yeah, that was hilarious. As we mentioned, this Saturday is going to be against Maryville College to open up exhibition. What are some of the goals for the team? This doesn't count for win to losses, but kind of expectations coming into this Saturday. I think we're just trying to play together as a team right now and just like figure out everyone's role and just be great teammates for each other regardless of what's going on. So, And we're trying to get that energy up all the time right now. Like That's one of our main focuses. So I think we're just tr- – yeah, those are our main goals, just to have great energy regardless and to try to, like, figure out our roles individually and as a team. 
Yeah, and a, a pretty cool opportunity. You guys got to scrimmage UTC just down the road, mm -hmm. a D1 program. And so, that, yeah, how was that? That, you know, was probably, I'm sure at this point in the practice schedule in the preseason, you know, you're tired of playing each other. Mm -hmm. So it's probably good to get out there and test yourself against, yes. you know, a competitive team, a team that did really well last year, I think made it to the NCAA women's uh, D1 tournament. Mm -hmm. So how was that for you guys? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it's always awesome to be able to play against a team of that talent and Obviously, we were very sick of playing against ourselves. Yeah. Like, you get to the point where you just start cheating plays and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, we all know what's going on. So, it was really cool to get to guard some new actions and play our actions against somebody else. And it was really good because we competed well against them and it makes us even more excited for the season. So. Yeah, Nakia Burks, who's an assistant coach on the women's team, she right. played, yes. played yes. at uh, UTC and had a lot of success there. So, that was pretty cool. It's also cool that they came to us this year instead of you guys mm -hmm. going down there. It's something a little different. You don't see that where a D1 always comes to a Division two school. Right, right. Yeah, a bunch of people were asking me, how did y'all get them to come over here? I was like, I don't know, but that's <laughs> Nikia, fine with probably, me. I'm sure Nakia had a yeah, lot Yeah, Nakia has so. a connection there. She's got so. the connection. Yeah. All right, Kara, well, thanks for joining us today. Um, we look forward to Saturday to seeing what the Lady Flames have in store for Maryville. It's, then the next week is Charles up with a bang. Mm -hmm. Play Tampa, a team that put us out of the tournament last year. Yep. You start right with them to start the new year. Mm -hmm. Excited for that one. Definitely revenge in a way, hopefully. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I like it. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more here in just a moment on the Burn em Up podcast. Attention shoppers, don't forget to ask our certified butchers for great recipe tips. This is an authentic butcher shop where meat is hand-cut in-store, beef is ground fresh daily, and expert advice from a certified butcher is always free of charge. <laughs> free advice? That's what I call value. The quality I crave, the value I count on. Nobody does food like Food City. Welcome back to the Burn em Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Astoria, back here with you. Brought to you by Food City. Carmen, a new sponsor for us, a huge sponsor. We're so glad to have Food City on board. Oh, Food City's great, Tang. They uh, are a, a brand-new partner with us and really investing in the Cleveland and Bradley County community. They're opening up two brand-new stores. They recently just renovated their uh, their store there on, um, on a, Keith yeah, Street. Keith and Street. so it's just, yeah, we're really excited there to have them on as a partner. And you know what's a great thing, Tang? You know what has revolutionized grocery shopping if there was one good thing that came out of covid was the online shopping oh right? yes a lot of people started online. doing that yes so at food city we realize you have lots to do in preparation for your upcoming events and get togethers and they're excited to offer online ordering simply visit foodcity.com to pre-order your party trays cakes tailgating meals floral centerpieces and fresh fruit baskets listen if you've got an event they will take care of you your order will be prepared and ready for pickup when you arrive. Save time and effort by pre-ordering online at foodcity.com. They also have curbside pickup, fuel bucks where you can get money off of gas. They've got their great value card, legacy brands, exclusive brands. Food City's got you covered. They are the official grocer of the University Athletics. You mentioned the one, the renovations they're doing on the one off of Keith Street. We go in there all the time to shop, and it is huge what they have done. It almost doubled their size. It's you're almost like, wow, this is almost too big at this point. Oh, it's point. fantastic. It's it is. fantastic. And I mentioned home delivery, right? Visit foodcitydelivers.com, foodcitydelivers.com. 
and you don't even have to leave your house. They'll bring it yes. to your doorstep, ring the bell, it'll be on your porch, and you'll be good to go. We may need to do that this weekend from all the stuff because we we're not going to be able to get anywhere. Not time to grocery shop. It's going to be busy, but, hey, one of the most fun time of years for us staying is homecoming. Yes, it is. We've got a full weekend of events. We'll start on Friday night. It'll be Volley for a Cure, 7 p.m. The Lady Flames take on Valdosta State. Always a big, important night. Also be senior night for the Lady Flames as well. 16th year they've been doing this. It's an incredible event. Uh, you can buy T-shirts at the event to help raise money. And what that money goes to is, is the, the bulk of that money goes to providing a scholarship for uh, a college student whose family has been affected by breast cancer. And that's really the, uh, the most powerful part of this event. And so make sure to come on out, buy the T-shirt, support this great cause, Volley for a Cure. But you mentioned it. The volleyball game itself, very important, right? Huge. Uh, volleyball is you know, currently a game and a half up in for the eighth and final spot. That'll get you in the GSE tournament. Had a tough loss. I mean, just a heartbreaker to UAH at UAH. UH UAH has only lost twice this year in conference play, and the Lady Flames took them to five sets, uh, an extended five sets. And so uh, big game against Valdosta State, who they lost three to two. Uh, in Valdosta on Friday night, and then Sunday they will play West Georgia. They beat West Georgia in five in Carrollton. So these are two big games, only three games left. So these are two big games for Krista Fobb and the Lee Volleyball team, and it's always one of the bigger crowds for Volley Free Cure. So please come out, get there early, be there, be loud, wear your pink T-shirt, yes. and cheer on the Lady Flames to a victory. Well, the way the standings are, five, six, seven, and eight are all kind of jumbled together. You win a couple of games here, or you win your last three games, you could easily jump from eight to six or even five. Yeah, the Lady Flames, they're in good position. They're yes. in good position to make the GSE tournament. But you mentioned if you get up to that five or six seed, you actually host the way yes. the GSE volleyball works because the first four teams get a bye. Yes. So the, the fifth and sixth place team would actually host the first round against the seventh and eighth place team. So golden opportunity here if the Lady Flames can uh, can get a win, couple of wins this weekend against Valdosta on Friday and West Georgia on Sunday. Then they have Shorter, who has struggled this year next weekend at Shorter. If they finish 3-0, and they'll be in good spot to move up yes. to possibly host uh, the opening round of the GSC tournament, which would be great. Then we flip it around and look on Saturday – a lot of events going on. Starts at 10 a.m., the alumni brunch over at the RCC. We did that last year. Had a lot of fun. Hope to see a lot of uh, alumni back this year. We've got a lot of announcements for you. We're going to have stuff that you can sign up for and be a part of. for you to give away, uh, you know, some, some uh, brunch food. So, yeah, come on out. If you're a former Lee athlete, coach, uh, support staff member, we would love to see you. Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Raycon Sports Complex. And uh, just a great time to kind of get together. Uh, before the flame walk, before the basketball games. And so started it last year, great event. Would love for you to be there uh, this Saturday at 10. Then you also mentioned the flame walk that's at 1115. Yep. You and I won't be able to see it because we'll be getting ready <laughs> for the basketball game, but that'll be up on the Ped Mall. Great that's, tradition. Yeah, great tradition. All the teams except women's basketball march through it, so yep. it'll be a great time. Then at noon, it's the Lady Flames against Maryville. We'll honor women's golf at halftime with their ring ceremony for their Golf South Conference Championship. And then right before the men's game, they take on Covenant. We're doing the women's basketball team rings from last year as well. Then, of course, at halftime will be the homecoming court at the men's game. Then we've got the Hall of Fame banquet at 5.30 on uh, Saturday night. That's right. And so congratulations to Summer Lanter Hernandez, uh, All-American women's soccer player, Aaron 
Walsh Fister, who was a all-region, a seventh all-time scoring in all-time scoring for women's basketball, a part of some really good teams for Coach Marty Rowe. Andrea Hudson, of course, the legendary uh, 30 years as volleyball coach for the Lady Flames. And then Jeff Mullins, who for 20 uh, 20 plus years he was our ath head athletic trainer and director of sports medicine and has made such a huge impact uh, in our athletic department played baseball here as a student athlete and so those are four really incredible well-deserving people to be in the Lee Athletic Hall of Fame so we're excited to officially induct them at a special ceremony on Saturday at 5:30, a special banquet but they will also be recognized during halftime of the men's game they'll get their official Hall of Fame plaque during halftime of the men's right. basketball game. So um, fans can get to uh, acknowledge the Hall of Fame class and appreciate them uh, just prior to their official induction banquet. So really excited for those four and well-deserving. And then when, just when you think the day is over, Not yet. we've got one more <laughs> event, and it's a big one. It's the Gulf South Conference women's soccer quarterfinal match. We're going to host West Georgia. We beat them one nothing a couple weeks ago. We're going to rematch with them again. It's at 7.30 the RCC it's playoff soccer at home. It is. It's important. Obviously, this is an opportunity. The Lady Flames were undefeated in the regular season. They're the number two seed in the GSC tournament. So, it's playoff game on campus. going to be big. So, want to uh, invite everybody out. 7.30 at the Raycon Sports Complex. Uh, a little bit later of a kickoff, and that's just because we got to get a little bit of room between the Hall of Fame banquet and uh, women's soccer. But it's going to be an important night, as you mentioned. Uh, opportunity for the Lady Flames to get back to the GSC semifinals and uh, hopefully get uh, another GSC tournament championship. So uh, make sure to come on out. 7.30 kickoff, playoff soccer right here on the campus of Lee University. There are three other teams competing in postseason action on Saturday. Down in Montevallo, Alabama, the cross-country teams will be running in the uh, NCAA South Regional. They're going to try and defend their titles, which they won last year down in Florida. Won't be as warm as it was in Florida uh, last year, but it'll be a good event. They know that course very well also. They know the course very well, and, and temperatures, it, it looks like, are, are trending back in the right direction. So you're looking at it's early morning, so you'll probably be running in somewhere in the mid-50s, maybe mm -hmm. something in that you know low low 50s. But that's pretty good running, weather, yes, to be honest is. with you. And so I, I think our athletes will have a great time. And as you mentioned, uh, looking to repeat as South Region champions. Um, so And keep an eye on Aria Hawkins, who is the GSC yes. individual champion. She's got a chance to make some noise individually. But both teams looking to defend those South Region championships. And uh, best of luck to our runners on Saturday. They do push up from a 5K to a 6K for the women, an 8K to a 10K now for the men. Right. So it's a longer distance. So. We'll see how that plays on out. But Coach Morgan has them prepared for to run any distance. Yeah, I mean, that's always part of their training. Obviously, they're always training with the eye to postseason. I mean, the, the, the amount of success that they have had over the last several years. Uh, you know, it's a great training program. Coach Morgan and his staff do a fantastic job. And so uh, let's see if we can keep this uh, dominating streak yes. of winning championships going because it's just been an incredible run. And then the last team to play in a postseason game will be on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock our time, 3 o'clock in Livingston, Alabama. The men's soccer team, the seventh seed in the tournament, will take on the number two team, West Alabama. A team they tied 1-1 way back in September, so we've got a good record, at least this year, of matching up against them well. Well, and it, it, listen, each year is different, so this means absolutely nothing. But if you're looking for, you know, some symmetry and some positive, uh, uh, positive thought there, last year the Flames were the two seed. Christian Brothers was the seven seed. They came on the road to play us. We were up one nothing late. They scored two goals in the final ten minutes. They beat us and then went on to win the GSC tournament. So, 
we say it all the time on the podcast, men's soccer in the GSC, so balanced. One through eight, anything can happen. And so I know Coach Poniger is, is excited. They, they relish the opportunity. Uh, you know, they closed out with a nice win against Union on Sunday to close out the regular season. Now they've got an opportunity to go on the road and play spoiler and, and do what Christian Brothers did to us last year. They've got an opportunity now to do that against West Al. And you mentioned they tied West Al 1-1 earlier in Livingston. Um, you know, so th listen, the Flames, it won't bother them to go on the road. They've had some games that they felt like they should have won and didn't get the results. So you're the seventh seed, but everything's still ahead of them. Three wins and you're in the NCAA tournament. We'll see what they can do. Before we go for this week, your fired up moment of the week. Fired up moment of the week. Looking back. It wasn't too much going on this past week. It was kind of a, a little bit of a slower week. It was, but I'm going to go with, can I do a combination? Yes. Let me go with a combination. We honored our seniors over okay. the weekend, men's and women's soccer seniors. And I, I don't want to uh, pick anybody, but I guess if hats off to all of our seniors. Yes. But if I picked a specific fired up moment, it would be Ellie, Ellie Chrysler out there. So she tore her, I believe she tore her ACL yes. earlier in the year, so to end her career. But in, in a great gesture, Coach Hennessy sent her out there to kick off the opening kickoff on on uh, Sunday, and then the ball was just played out of bounds there. And uh, she came off the field to a standing ovation from the crowd and a big hug from Coach Hennessy and her teammates. So uh, Ellie's been an incredible player for us, uh, overcome a lot of adversity both on and off the field. Uh, in her time here at Lee. So just really cool to see those seniors be able to go out on top. And uh, all of our seniors, you know, thank you for mm -hmm. all that you've right. done. It's tough to be a student athlete. It takes a lot of dedication and a lot of hard work. So uh, that was my fired-up moment of the week. Mine will also be for a senior. It will be Mark Amon scoring that goal on Sunday continuing that free kick from about, what, 35 yards oh, out. Oh, yeah, it was kind of going. Bending around that the wall and hitting the back corner, a special shot from long range. Hard to do at any level. And so that'll be my fired up moment of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Matias Seams got in on the act, and he's a senior. And mm. so, yeah, you love to – you can't always draw it up like this because no. you never know what's going to happen in sports when you roll the ball out there and you play. But always nice on senior day when you're, or senior weekend when your seniors can make a big play like that. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Burn em Up Podcast. We hope to see all of you on campus this weekend for homecoming. If not, you can go to Flow Sports and watch the games or listen to the basketball games on the radio as well. It's a busy weekend. We'll have a lot to recap with you next week. As always, our thanks to Food City for bringing you the Burn Up Podcast each and every week. For Commonwealth Story, I'm Philip Tang. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.